we've all heard about networking, finding people in an industry, mentorships, opportunities. But if you want to find content creators, filmmakers, crew members of different backgrounds, ethnicities, race, identities, and neurodivergence, it can be quite challenging. Continuity, a St. Louis-based nonprofit, is going to talk to us about that today on St. Louis in Tune. Welcome to St. Louis in Tune, and thank you for joining us for fresh perspectives on issues and events with experts, community leaders, and everyday people who are driving change and making an impact that shapes our society and world. I'm Arnold Stricker, and Mark <laughs> Langston is behind the other microphone over there. How are you today, Mark? I'm good. I'm the man behind the curtain, because if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook or wherever... You don't see me on camera. Don't pay any attention to that man behind the curtain. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's what my wife always says. <laughs> don't, don't pay attention to him. Oh, our return to civility deals with exactly what we're talking about. I don't say exactly. It deals very similarly. Keep quiet during movies, presentations, and other events. Now, we have to tell the pistachio gallery just to keep it down. Remember the reason why everyone else is there. They're interested in the event itself, not in you or your reaction to the event. So keep quiet during movies, presentations, and other events. Speaking of movies, presentations, and other events, Michael D. Francis, who has his own media company here in St. Louis, and that's a whole other story, he's here to talk to us about the Continuity Set Basics Workshop, which is going to take place Saturday, March the 16th. And the reason we're talking about that is because there's only 30 attendees who are going to be able to participate in that 10-hour industry workout. Michael, welcome to St. Louis in Tune. Thank you for having me. So give us a little of your background, and then let's get jump into the Continuity Set Basics Workshop. Yes, as you said, my name is Michael D. Francis, and I have a company here in St. Louis called Michael D. Francis Presents. And my company it is a packaging and developing company for media and TV production. Essentially what I do is I find interesting people doing interesting things and then create TV shows and concepts around them and try to tell, turn them into and sell upstream to major networks and streamers. And you have done everything in your background out on the West Coast. You were involved in just starting at the basic level and working your way up, and you've directed and produced some things. And what were some of the groups that you worked for? I did. I started at the bottom, PA, which is what we teach people at the Set Basics workshops. And in 2011, I took a stab and moved to L.A. for a period of time to just try to break in and see if I could make it happen. Not want to be a shoulda, woulda, coulda, what would have happened if I did. Right. So I just went out and tried to make it happen. And my first job that I was able to get in TV was working for Judge Judy. Wow. And working on a Judge Judy show and as a PA and just kept working way up from there. From Judge Judy, did shows, Let's Make a Deal, Survivor, America's Got Talent, wow. uh, The Biggest Loser. Eventually came back to St. Louis and did Nellyville, the coordinator for oh, Nellyville. Yeah. Right. And it just went on from there to the point of where I've produced paranormal TV shows, The Ghost Brothers. If you haven't Ooh. seen that, you should 
check out the Ghost Brothers. My uh, son, Michael, loves that show. Oh, yes. Yes. I have a lot of ghost stories. Yes, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I believe. I do. Uh, uh, we, that's another show we should do. Cause okay. It, there is some things. Okay. There, I believe there are things. I know. Ooh, yeah. It's amazing. I've watched it with him going, no, really? Yeah. No, it's pretty good. It's good stuff. <laughs> it, then I've done a bunch of true crime. But the most popular true crime show that I've produced and produced on is the first 48. Mm. So, oh, really? No kidding. Mm-hmm. Check so, you out. So I, I have I have ran the gamut of everything dead. You've done things. <laughs> the first 48 <laughs> of when, but your when they get killed dead, to the <laughs> after they're gone and what they're doing to, after the first 48 years. <laughs> so wow. you, you've done some things for BET, for NBC, for ABC, for... The Alphabet. Yeah, the Alphabet Soup. <laughs> yes. There's been a show that I have done some type of project for in some form or another mm-hmm. on almost all the networks. Okay. I haven't got Netflix yet. Okay. But we're working on it's, it. It's, it's coming. We'll, it's coming we'll put a call in for you. We'll do an endorsement. <laughs> yeah. you? Is it the Bulldogs in Kansas City, Kansas, where you went to school? Was it the Bulldogs? Did I read that right? Wyandotte High School. Yeah. Wyandotte High School. Uh, the Wyandotte Bulldogs. Yeah, okay. okay. And that's where I spent most of my time. But my senior year, I did attend Washington High School, okay. which is the Wildcats. Okay. I have the privilege of being a Bulldog and a Wildcat. Because I remember reading a little bit about how that really helps what you're doing today in your production company, but also with the Set Basics Workshop. And mm-hmm. describe that Set Basics workshop. There was one that was done in Kansas City a couple of years ago, which we had one of the one Jacob of Kurtz. Was, he came on the show for that. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be March the 16th of, of this year, and it's going to take place here in St. Louis. Get into some of the details on how people, number one, who you're looking for, why you're looking for them, and then what can they expect participating in this. Yeah. So I'll take a step back. Uh We've been doing set basics here in St. Louis for at least three years. Okay. We've done a couple there. We did our first one in Kansas City at the end of last year as we are expanding across the state, trying to prepare and build up the infrastructure and get people involved that haven't been able to be involved in production, getting ready for the productions that will be coming into town with the passing of the new tax incentive. Okay. The new tax incentive that's being passed now will open up the door for a lot more productions to come in bigger movies to come in tv shows things to come into our state that then drives the economy people don't really understand how much production and entertainment brings into local communities when they come into Mm. production we only think about directors and the uh, movie stars that you see those big people you think making all these dollars right but in real life Majority of the people are just working class people mm-hmm. like everybody else that keeps the set going. You mm-hmm. have all your camera people, your set designers, your hair and your makeup, mm-hmm. your caterers, your food, cleaning, props. supplies, props, all the different entities that are touched by productions. And people overlook that because they don't know how that affects mm-hmm. everyone. But the businesses that it helps, it's a really strong driver. Yeah. But inside of that, we need people here that can handle the work when stuff comes in mm-hmm. uh, right now our base is fairly small if we got two large productions in town at one time we would use up everybody that's wow. here so we need to get 
the infrastructure up and have more people available that know what they're doing mm-hmm. so we can fill the spots that's needed when productions come in. It's great to have this new law in effect, isn't it? Because for, for a long time, nobody came to Missouri. Or very few did, I think, to do any kind of movies. Because a lot of the other it's states great opportunity were, for us. were on top of it. We mm-hmm. dug in, and you could see the results of it after years. But Georgia is real big. And like all the things you've been watching on TV that's based in mm-hmm. Missouri, mm-hmm. very few of it, if any, was shot here in Missouri. Why is the Ozark shot yeah. in, in Georgia? Yeah. So the Superstore, that was based in our St. Louis area. Right. Right. It was not shot here. Isn't that crazy? And, but the business is the business, and they chase the money. Right. And But when they go after the money to get the incentives, they drop so much money in the community. When you talk right. to some of the places out west, especially some of the smaller areas where production decided to just do a week shoot, it is amazing of what goes on. Right. When I do the reality TV producing and the different shows that I have done, and we have to go into a small town. Cause a lot of times we travel around to different spots, and we go into a place. We might just be there for a week. But when you add up all the food that we're buying, mm-hmm. all the gas that we're buying, we're renting cars from there. Mm-hmm. We have all the hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. We have the catering. We right. have all the things that we're providing for the other stuff. The local community there gets all right. of that money. Right. Even just like the dry cleaners, the cleaning. Because yeah. we make a lot of messes. We clean them up. <laughs> but somebody has to pay for that cleaning and all that. So yeah. it's just really it's amazing. A, it is, and it's amazing. It took them so long to figure that out <laughs> in Missouri. I'm, I hate to say it, but I don't mean to bad mouth them. But it, it took a long time for them to figure out that the, there's a lot of benefits to, to having a, a movie produced and, direct, and, and done. Right. In our, you, you run into the same thing that... The argument that people have, and I know it's, it's, it can get in the political, and not to splice that up, right. but it's the same kind of argument you have when people talk about the different things when it comes to the sports teams mm-hmm. and what we should be giving sports organizations and everything coming in. So they're making all this money. Why are we subsidizing? Why are we helping this? Why are we helping that? But the trickle effect of how it helps all the other things right. can be massive, and some people just stand on different sides of is it worth it or is it not? Right. Should these entities making all this money just automatically be just putting it in because they have it? But nobody, nowhere in any business goes anywhere to spend more money. Everybody's looking <laughs> yeah. to spend less money, you know. So it's it's one of those things, and we pick and choose what industries that we are okay with helping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good so, way to put it. What can someone who signs up, or how do they sign up? They go to a, I'm, I'm yeah. an Eventbrite right now, where they can get information, or they can go to continuitystl.org and get more information. What yes. can they expect? What kind of background are you looking for? Do you have to have some kind of basic skill in the area? So you don't have to have any basic skill. This set basics is to just what it sounds like, set basics. Mm-hmm. It is to teach people who may be interested, who may have had a little bit of knowledge, or don't have any knowledge at all to teach them what it is that they need to know to get into the business. What are the skills that they need to start learning to be able to get into the business, Mm -hmm. at least at a PA level, which a PA stands for production assistant. Mm -hmm. And it is the base level of any production, but yet the most important position uh, of any production because PAs make everything go around. So, when they come to the when they come to the the workshop they'll be learning good things like the definitions and the terminology 
the skill sets that they need to learn. Because it is another language, like a gaffer and a gaffer. So na- names, I'm in it, and sometimes I can't keep them straight. Gaffers <laughs> and best wow. boys yeah. and <laughs> grips. Is this you know, boy better uh, than this boy, or is yeah, it, did they make a gaff, or I what did know, they I'm do? I'm trying you know? to figure out grips still myself. What does that mean? <laughs> See, it, it, and that, that's the thing. So when, when it comes to the workshop, when it comes to the workshop, they get to learn these things, right. and they get to be exposed to what other career opportunities exist. Okay. Because once you said before, people only think about actors and producers, right. the people up front right. in, in media. But all the people behind the scenes, all the different jobs that they don't know that their skill set transfers over. People who really like to cook and prepare food. There's a whole service industry inside of production and entertainment called craft services, hmm. where if you make good sandwiches, you can make good money just yeah. making sandwiches for people wow. on sets. That's great. That's yeah. crazy. So it it's so people oh, don't yeah. understand all those different things, and the folks that fall into it are people who get around it, who know somebody involved mm-hmm. in it, and then they like, you mean I could go do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're trying to expose people. This is what it's about to expose people to the opportunity, to the different jobs that are possible, where they skill sets or whatever they're doing in the real world can transfer over into the production world and we can start filling some of these these spots it must be pretty intense 10 hours it is with information but it's really light okay. we keep it fun it's broken up we feed them you get to come oh, and eat them, sandwiches stuff like that. i'm there <laughs> sandwiches i'm there you get a lot of information it's a lot of new information but the, our instructors are great they do a really great job of breaking it down and explaining the easy ways our producer, Jessica Ambuel, puts together these great programs. Everything that you need, that you're there, you have in a booklet. It's, it, it's really easy, really uh, user-friendly. Now, is there like a follow-up to this where you go back with the 30, maybe six months down the road and say, hey, are you in the industry? Or do they keep in touch with so, uh, people from, the, from the continuity? That is a great question. <laughs> so we do. We keep in contact with the participants, keep in contact uh, with us. We have other programs that we're rolling out through continuity, which is not internships, but apprenticeship type programs Mm -hmm. where we're set up with one of our partners is the Missouri State Film Office. Mm. And our participants, when other things come into town, a bigger productions come into town, our participants are in a first group that can get chosen or submit. To, for these jobs when they're coming. Okay. We try to help place them, mm-hmm. give them opportunities, let them know what's going on so they can start getting their first gigs. The big thing in productions is getting your credit, your first credit. The first credit is the hardest one to get. After you get the first one, if you're halfway decent, they get easier each one you get because it is a relationship business. Mm-hmm. It is a who-you-know business. Mm-hmm. It's who-knows-you business. Getting those credits and being able to work on something and then people remembering you that they worked with you, they liked you when they're on something else and people are asking, hey, who do you have? That's when your name comes up. That's right. Because getting jobs in production functions like whoever is hiring first goes through everybody they know. If they can't find what they need out of the people that they know, they ask the people they know, who do you know? Right. Then they go through that list. And then that list goes on and on. By the time something goes out to where it's just wide open, hey, a post is here for a job, they've gone through most of their resources already trying to find something. And that's where somebody who don't know anybody finally gets a shot. And that's what makes it difficult because you go through your friends and the people of your friends first. 
and generally our friends and the people of our friends all look like us come from the same place right so a lot of people just by default of how things move never are even exposed right to uh the opportunities and right. that's why continuity exists continuity exists and you also have this third is it 36 week program so we used to do a 36 week program okay and what that has now changed into is the uh workshops okay and we have the set basic workshops and we have several other workshops that will be rolling out where people who go through the set basics if they want to learn more and get more deeper trainings mm-hmm. then we'll be going into uh, those various different trainings, but you have to go through set basics first mm-hmm. to be able to qualify to get into the the next level of trainings. And then uh, something that is on the radar that's coming down is possibly some uh, labs that the education team at Continuity is working on. That's a great idea. Now, is there a cost involved with this? Yes, for set basics, the cost is twenty five dollars mm-hmm. to come in, and I think twenty five dollars is a steal. It's a bargain. For all the information that you're going to get, the access you're going to get, and the people you're going to be able to connect with that can help potentially change uh, your career. But also, just in the food cost alone, you can't get the lunch that we're going to give you for $25. (laughs) This is a bargain. I I wanted to mention also that the, the Continuity STL is also funded by the Regional Arts Commission, the Missouri Arts Council, and they are a 501c3. Yes, and Michael's on on the board there, and and Michael, have you past participants? Because this is the third year, correct? Third year for the workshop. The organization has been around for ten years. Okay, okay, I'm gonna get that straight. You've had some individuals who have been graduates go on to do some pretty interesting things. Yes, we have had actually quite a few of our participants take their career some of them started with our program Mm -hmm. some of them were already dabbling and trying to figure it out and just didn't have the access or connections or didn't know what to do Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, quite a few of them have went on to do great things some of them have started companies and they're doing business and making content for uh, businesses around town and building out their careers in that way some of them have become active crew members Mm -hmm. in various different things we've had uh, the new film that just came into town on fire We've had a bunch of uh, participants that got to get their their start yes. on that film, which was really great, which was also the first film to take advantage of the tax in- the new tax incentive. Okay. So that was really great. Also, the second film to take advantage of the tax incentive was another uh, film called Vision that you'll probably be hearing about pretty soon. We had participants on that. Okay. We also have a few who have gone on and have branched out now and out in L.A., we have a participant. Her name was Cherie. She's out in L.A., and now she's a producer for Breakwater Studios. Oh, wow. She did a documentary film that really did good and got critical acclaim mm-hmm. at various different film festivals. We have a young lady that was one of the participants that is here in town still doing great things. And she did a, a movie called Honorable, which is a retelling of Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali's meeting in a hotel, it's been done a couple of times, and she's done a really good take on it with all local cast, crew, wow. and everything. That'd be interesting. Interesting, yeah. And uh, you guys should get her in here oh, and talk yeah, to her. Yeah. And no what's her name? Her name is Mia Bible. Okay, I've got her name down here. Yeah. And the cast and crew that she put together was amazing. There's mm. some great actors in there. Everything was done right here, written, directed, produced wow. right here, local people. And she was one of our participants that, that came in. And is doing great work. 
And that's just to name a few. There is right. a bunch of people who right. are doing great things, and we'd like to say that we have helped in setting them on that path. And you are using your background and your experience and mentoring all of these folks along with the rest of the board because everybody brings their varied experience. But whose vision was this set up initially? The uh, vision that was set up was Kyle Montgomery and Dan Paris are the founders of Continuity. Okay. And they set this they set up continuity as they were navigating their business. They had a production company where mm-hmm. they do uh, productions for nonprofits okay. and help people who need – they love to help people who help people. And so they noticed when they were doing productions the uh, need and the lack of inclusion, and they wanted to do something about it. And ultimately, that's where continuity started. Okay. So they started it a little bit before I came along on a board – but when I came on was during a time that we produced a conference through continuity called the In Motion Conference where we were trying to bring together all the production people mm-hmm. who's here and get the appetite going of the infrastructure that needs to be built. And it was during that time of helping them produce that that I became a board member after okay. we finished producing that. Wow. But those two are the guys that gets all the credit of recognizing a problem in coming up with a solution. Mm-hmm. That's a great solution, Mark, because where would you go to find this except, yeah. I would guess, Los Angeles area because that's where people, most films are, are done, at least that's right. my thought, it's and a, to get some experience here in your own hometown. Yeah, it's a great place to start. I, I wouldn't know where else to go, like you said. Where would you start? There's <laughs> just no place to go. And a lot, there's no reason to go. I'm not dissing going to a university setting for this, but this is a, a lot of on-the-job kind yeah. of stuff. It's not like a lot of head knowledge, although you need to have some basic stuff, have a set basics uh, along with that. I'm sure some people do go and get a college degree, but you probably don't need that to be a gaffer. Maybe I don't even know what a gaffer does. Right. So, <laughs> so a lot of it is when you hear some of those terms, it's people like the gaffers and grips and things like that are the people who – make all the pieces move like these productions wouldn't move without them okay when you uh, come into a place and you need to shoot something you need to run a lot of cable you need to get in and out a lot of equipment you need to set up lights you need to deal with the electricity and uh running all those things can be very uh powerful things that could be dangerous and if you're not done it's not set up and now production is slowed down because somebody plugged something in the wrong place and right. you done blew things. And now you got to get somebody out to fix this and that. And now that's hours that's down in production. And that starts racking up thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. And you got schedules that gets thrown off because you have your star actor only for two days. And you got to shoot so much stuff. And you don't – it's just yeah. these ripple effects of all these things right. that, that, that goes in. But you're right. There is not as many places you can go to get it. That is changing now being that – Everything is not centralized in New York and L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Internet has, is changing the game. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, we still don't know how it's changing. Mm-hmm. You see how streaming is doing. You see the networks and things are struggling. We're trying to figure out what things are. Right. And you can be almost anywhere and do things, but you have to have work for people. Right. You have to have some place for people to go. There's a lot of people that we have that's out in the L.A.s and New Yorks that want to come back. They just don't have anything to come back to mm. yet. Maybe soon. And that's what we're trying to work on, getting that in. And building up that infrastructure helps with that because when companies are looking at where they're going to go to do their next productions, one of the things they factor in 
is it people there that could do the work? Because it's no use of us going there if we still got to bring everybody with right. us because then that makes it more expensive. Right. So if we build that up, which is part of continuity, we build that up and get people into these positions where they can take some of these jobs, then that makes the state more attractive to bring more productions in. Makes sense. So, folks, if you've got an interest in being involved in the production of a film or a documentary or a miniseries or any kind of thing involving television or film or that kind of electronic media, this might be something that you want to check out. And, is Michael, is there a deadline to submit an application for this? Yes. Uh, they should really try to get everything in before the end of this month. Because the, it is the 16th of March, spots are filling up. As people are becoming aware that this is available and understanding the potential, people are finally starting to catch on and wanting to be involved. And is it a first-come, first-served basis? Do you review so, applications? So there, there is a process that they have to uh, submit an application, mm -hmm. and there's certain questions you answer on the application, and mm -hmm. then one of our team members to contact and talk to uh, the people within your chosen as you register. So okay. there is a small, a little quick uh, process, nothing over the top, very simple, just a few questions that they need to answer. And once they register, then that's when they get locked in. Okay. So, folks, if you want to know more, go to continuitystl.org, continuitystl.org. And right there on the home page, you can find out the mission. But if you go over to Set Basics, that the tab that gives you all of the information about what you want to know uh, concerning this, uh, the number, space is limited, get your spot, $25. And you can also, if maybe you're not interested in uh, being a part of that, but maybe you, your son or daughter or you have a friend and you want to participate and help Very somehow, nice. you can donate. Yeah. Donate to uh, Continuity STL, and there's also ways to do that on the website also. Michael, thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank yeah, you for having me. Really? Great stuff, Mark. Great stuff. Fun. Yeah. We like to promote things going on in the hometown neighborhood, and this is a, an excellent opportunity. Well, folks, we're going to be right back for our next segment. You're listening to St. Louis in Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston on the U.S. Radio Network. Arnold Stricker of St. Louis in Tune on behalf of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation. In 1857, the Dred Scott decision was a major legal event and catalyst that contributed to the Civil War. The decision declared that Dred Scott could not be free because he was not a citizen. The 14th Amendment, also called the Dred Scott Amendment, granted citizenship to all born or naturalized here in our country and was intended to overturn the U.S. Supreme Court decision on July 9, 1868. The Dred Scott Heritage Foundation is requesting a commemorative stamp to be issued from the U.S. Postal Service to recognize and remember the heritage of this amendment by issuing a stamp with the likeness of the man Dred Scott. But we need your support and the support of thousands of people who would like to see this happen. To achieve this goal, we ask you to download, sign, and share the one-page petition with others. To find the petition, please go to dredscottlives.org and click on the Dred Scott Petition Drive on the right side of the page. On behalf of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation, this has been Arnold Stricker of St. Louis in Tune. 
each time that we plan a show for St. Louis In Tune, we strive to bring you informative, useful, and reflective stories, as well as interviews about current and historic issues and events that involve people, places, and things. And while St. Louis In Tune originates from the Gateway City and covers local topics, we also connect what's going on nationally as well. Our topics cover a wide range of arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, health, history, housing, humor, justice, sports, and that's just to name a few. We know there's many radio stations, programs, even podcasts that you could be listening to, and we're glad that you've chosen to listen to St. Louis In Tune. If you've missed any of our previously aired programs of St. Louis In Tune, simply visit stlintune.com. That's stlintune.com. There, you'll find every show from our first to our most current. Use the search engine to look for a show that might interest you from one of the many topics that we've covered. And drop us a line and tell us how we're doing. You can do that at stlintune at gmail.com. That's stlintune at gmail.com. St. Louis In Tune, heard Monday through Friday on the usradionetwork.com and many great radio stations around the U.S. and, of course, right here in St. Louis. And don't forget, check out our website, stlintune.com. That's stlintune.com. There, there you are. <laughs> Looking for you. Couldn't find you. Arnold's dancing right now, folks. Welcome back to St. Louis in Tune. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston. I didn't know you could do the moonwalk. <laughs> it's better than the Mars walk. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> You're going to find... Are we going to Mars? Do we know? Oh, they... the Every time they talk about going... The Mars rover they were talking about that little helicopter that they had <laughs> a helicopter yeah they had a helicopter flying around mars it really was, yeah it was wild and really? apparently they were <laughs> they were really more or they were really more boy that's horrible language that was good. they, they were more enthused than they thought they were going to be because it it exceeded expectations wow and apparently i don't know it shut its life is over now, or it only was going so long. I don't know what the deal is. I, it's I still going, though, isn't it? Or is it not? No, I think it's not going. Finally crashed. Yeah, well, they, I think that, I don't know, the battery ran out, or <laughs> it only had so much lifetime to it. Energizer <laughs> kind of deal. No, right. <laughs> a little bunny in there. <laughs> but they found under the surface some possible dry beds of water that had oh. dried up and stuff. They're, they're thinking, oh, maybe there was life at one time. Oh. And well, there's not now. No. I don't know what happened before, no. but there are nothing no. there now. No, and then what was it? The Japanese lunar <laughs> lander. They uh. landed something on the moon, but it, it landed upside down. So they had this picture. That was, <laughs> the thing was upside down oh, no. on the surface of the moon. Oh. I don't know how they got the picture of what they well, sent to them a or something. helicopter. Oh, okay. I don't, <laughs> yeah, flew over from Mars. The helicopter came up. Oh, okay. oh, on the moon. Was it Japan or was it China? It was Japan. Okay. Because yeah, right. people have sent things over there and they've crashed into the moon. And uh-huh. we had something go up. Oh, we were sending up something to go to the moon <laughs> to put the remains of some. There was some DNA from JFK, from Dwight Eisenhower, from really? some of the astronauts. Okay. And the thing, it had a fuel leak. And it didn't make it, and it 
came back into the atmosphere and burned up. So all that DNA is gone. All the, yeah, all burned up. Yeah. Can I just ask something? Why? What's the point of putting that kind of DNA up no on the moon? I, so they can say they did it. Whatever. I know. Who's so when gonna, somebody finds it up there in a million years, they can go oh, from another like, planet. Maybe we can put these people back together from another planet. Maybe I'm sure they different kind of Jurassic. Yeah, Park. they they do testing on DNA and other yeah. far off planets. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, this ooh. is just who's spending our taxpayer yeah, <laughs> money that way. Yeah, I was like, how do you, like, how do you get on that gig? You know? I don't know. That's a, it sounds like a pretty good. Is there a retirement fund with it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do I get benefits? That's what I want to know. Oh my! Yes, it's an oh my. That's a. Good, <laughs> it's a good. That's probably the nicest yeah. way to and put it. And that's the first oh thing I, I was thinking. Like, <laughs> why are we shooting this stuff up in the air? Who's paying for this? <laughs> I know it. And apparently, they. There was something going up anyway, okay. and so they're like, "Hey, can we piggyback along? <laughs> Let's piggyback this DNA along." And From they made some big production out of it. Unbelievable. Speaking okay. of production, again, and, why? I, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure somebody will answer. The, the big why on on what we just talked about was continuitystl.org. Continuitystl.org. The Set Basics Workshop. It's the first. Continuity Crew Workshop in a series of events this year to demystify and spotlight the variety of roles on a production while jumpstarting your career in the media industry. And I agree with what Michael said, that people who – but you contact people who you know and – who are like you, like in the industry, Mark, if you were going to contact somebody in the radio industry, you would contact people you knew and – a lot of the times, they're going to be the same background as you. Right. They're going to be the same color as you. They might be the same age as you. Right. And then, so then you exhaust that. You go to other people who maybe they know. And right. it's this, it just flows down from there and dominoes down from there. And this is to initially to bring on more racial and ethnic groups into the industry because this is a, a did you know? Less than 2% of commercial video production staff in St. Louis companies are African-American, despite African-Americans being the second largest group in the area. So Continuity is STL-based, nonprofit, whose mission is to expand diversity in the media production through skills-based training, mentorship, and opportunities for untapped talent. There are a lot of people who love to do movies. You can do that with this. Oh, oh, I know. People are doing that with the iPhones. Oh, I know. And they turn out great. They do the quality. Yeah, <laughs> the, the cameras pic- on this, the pixels or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. You don't have to have all the big gear and stuff. No, anymore. I've had, and I years and years ago, years and years ago, I had those big cameras, those Canon cameras. The pixels weren't anywhere as close to what you can get on a, well, even the, on the your media phone. folks in the, the the channels two, right. four, and five, and eleven. Now they'll do it on something that's just like a camera, but it's a camera right. that just shoots video, and they'll set up the tripod and shoot themselves, and oh, you don't have go. the guy with the you know, the cables and the big thing on yeah. his shoulder running yeah. around. Although they're still running around. That's true. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. of our classmates, a big Channel Two cameraman, Randy oh. Thaler. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I haven't yeah. heard that name in a long yeah. time. And now he's been replaced by a little small, <laughs> by a small little camera. Yeah, even now in the studios they have these. Oh, yeah. they're all remote control. Uh huh. I know. You look at this one and it mm. turns on. You look at this one and it turns mm. on. That's too crazy. And they're controlling them from another city too, from right. what I understand, from a few of my friends in the industry. Somebody's basement in the Antarctic. 
Yeah, and they're like, okay, turn on the. And they have you can always see that some of the anchors they have these. It looks like a TV remote, a oversized TV TV remote in their hmm. hand, and that's controlling some of this stuff. Really? Yeah. So, that's why I turned this way. So who needs right all this? this yeah, who needs all those people? You just need to wear the right color if you're in front of the green screen. Ay, ay, ay. Here we go. Do you have uh, a listing of the days of today? I was just looking at it. It's a National Frozen Yogurt Day. Ooh. That's one of the many Ooh. things that I, I want to find out how I petitioned to have a day. Uh, i got to figure out a day. Uh, African-American Coaches Day. Okay. Did you ever have an African-American coach? I did. I uh, don't remember. Well, Glenn McKinney was uh, coach of uh-huh. the football team yeah. when we were in school. Yeah. I'm trying to think back. And this is a day when we... Yes, just... baseball. Yes. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, one of the safety, when I say safety teachers, uh-huh. I'm talking about driver ed. Uh-huh. The driver ed teacher was a baseball coach. And this is one your wife, Amy, told me to remind you of. Okay. National Valentine's Shopping Reminder Day. Ooh. <laughs> Get that one. Get that card early. Uh, yes. I Yes. Buy I, those flowers now. I they'll know. be cheaper, and they'll last through the uh, holiday. Will they? Yeah. I do have a bone to pick about Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah? They put it on the 14th. If you get paid on the 1st and the 15th, it's tough if you're living paycheck to paycheck. It is. You're like, it's the 14th, and I get paid tomorrow, but I've got to go. And so I- buy them on the 2nd and make sure that you get that little packet, and you, and you give them, and you say, I'm just creating this <laughs> okay. Valentine's Day buildup to Valentine's Day. Right. And then you clip them every once in a while and pour new stuff oh, in and my. keep them alive. Yeah. And do that in the back room where your wife never will find them. Yeah, they go from nine ninety nine to ninety nine ninety nine. Are your girlfriend a National Lame Duck Day? Ooh, all types of political lame ducks. Yes, yeah. a politician is a lame duck. Or just lame to begin with. When they're yes, most of them are lame anyway. They don't have to be a duck. That's right. I know it's their final okay. year or whatever. Quackers. Yeah, it's when they're not going to get reelected or they don't have a chance to term limits. Made a lot of lame ducks. After the November election, it's lame duck Congress. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, oh, for the state of Missouri? No, for the national. Is that right? Yeah, because they're not getting reelected if they lost or they decided to resign. Oh, but they're still in, I see. They're still in session. Oh. They're yeah. still part of the Congress. It's too bad. Until the new one gets called. That's too bad. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. It's that, yeah. Now, when I ran for mayor and became mayor, it was like... We we had the election. It got certified pretty darn quick, and then I think within thirty days we were sworn in, sworn in, and, right. and away we went. Right, which I think is a better way to go. Like yeah. you say, you get rid of that lame duck stuff. And who said that expression? And away we go. <laughs> who did say that? And away. I'm we... sending it to you. I know. He had a show that was based in Miami Beach. Oh. He had Art Carney on. Was that what's his name? The the great one. Yes. Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Thank you very remember much. Remember watching? That was a pretty good show. Uh-huh. The so, Honeymooners. Yeah. You remember The Honeymooners? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, National Chopstick Day. Ooh. Do you, do you use chopsticks? I do. I'm a big chopstick person. Absolutely. I, and I've gotten better at it. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, we found a couple of good sushi places. Yeah. And I, we go there quite, quite a lot. Today's pay a compliment day, so I'm waiting. I, I'm, you haven't done it yet. I just found out about that. You look uh, pretty sharp today, Mark. So, so do you. I thank like you. the haircut. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> if you can see my camera. The, the lack of thereof. <laughs> <laughs> You're no haircuts. 
Reclaim Social Day, social media now. And this is where we need to share cheerful stories today. Cheerful stories. Oh. Not all these doom and gloom things. Cheerful stories Something, on the social media? Yeah, if you do that kind of thing. There is a, I don't want to say it's a YouTube channel, but it's I think it's on, maybe it's Instagram. It's called Good News. They have good news stories. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I know. It's nice to hear that. It is nice to hear that. I'm a big fan of this fella, and I know you are too. Some of my friends aren't, but a lot are. I I don't know. It's Ronald Reagan Day. Yeah. It's when we honor the man who ignited one of the strongest periods of economic growth. Because is it his birthday today? I don't know. Why is it called today? I I can look in a little deeper into it. Yeah, Ronald Reagan. It's some very interesting stuff. Matter of fact, it's very interesting, folks, Uh that many times people think... Usually, politicians do not like to reuse slogans, okay, because they like to come up with their original slogan. I will tell you, you know, former President Trump, he has his Make America Great again. uh, (laughs) And again. But the origins of that Uh were from Ronald Reagan. He has posters, of which I have some, that say, Make America Great no. Yes. Really? Yes. I'll be darned. I remember the Reaganomics. Yes. There was you a know. game called Reaganomics. Oh, is that right? Yes. I, I remember. That's what I remember. Other than I, I've, I've looked back and seen some of his speeches, and people say, oh, the great communicator. I, I think people, some people took him for granted. Yes. He really expressed... <laughs> and, and sometimes I see some of these politicians up there, Arnold, that are just like, oh, my gosh, can you not talk? How did you get to where you are? Can you not express? We, we're all it's, they're standing at the podium and the, all of us are right behind them. Right. So you've got to articulate. They just don't articulate very well. well. And part of that, I think, was his training as an actor. Mm. And his in the actors, he was president of the Screen, Screen Actors Guild. Right. And then, obviously, was governor of California. And he had an opportunity to really, you know, learn lines, but be able to communicate and talk to people. And he was a very, what I would call a very genuine person. And, yes, it is his birthday today. Ah, okay. February the 6th, Tampico, Illinois. He was born in Tampico, Illinois. But that's, he's always able to either communicate a joke or communicate he yeah. he did some things on you may might remember this the 20 mule team borax he sponsored that wow and there were stories that were told he wouldn't do some narration of that so he was very visible to the national audience hmm. the other thing is he communicated he would write notes on three by five cards right. and he would write his points down there and those are very valuable there are some uh, around out there there was one a book that I have on him that had, he would write little sayings down or little uh-huh. quips about life. And somebody gathered all of those. Matter of fact, they were in a drawer in a, and they got dumped in a box and the box kind of got forgotten about. And then somebody found them. They made a book of all of these little sayings and quips that he, that he had on his three by five cards. A, a really good book. And it's just an encouragement. And where we are in our society today, where it seems like it's easy to bury somebody or tear them down or smash them up and let's throw tomatoes and whatever at them, it's much more difficult to compliment someone as it being National Compliment Day but it's or to build them up. And it's anything else. So the building that we're in right now where we're broadcasting from is – it's probably 100 years old. Oh, at least. And it took a long time to build this. It's solid as a rock. It's like oh. a tank. 
but it would not take anything to bring this thing down right. with the right placement right. and the right person that knows how to do it. Right. So to build something up and to build someone up it takes time. To tear them down or to tear it down, it doesn't take long at all. Wow. Such good advice. Oh, and so, parents, and they yeah. need to be aware of that. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I see that a lot. Words can tear kids down, and they can live with that for wow. maybe the rest of their lives. So you're saying that uh, most uh, pol- p- politicians should go to acting school. <laughs> yeah, some of them really need to go. And learn some. <laughs> or, or they need to go to speech and debate class. Wouldn't that be, yeah. I, it's amazing to me. And I still say, how did you get elected? You can't, I, I don't think, I don't know, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I love our country, but that I don't Does get. it speak more about that individual person, or does it speak more about the people that elected them? Yeah. I think there's a lot of both in there. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I think there's a lot of both. Let's see. Uh, let's see. We have, what else? Time to Talk Day is today. That's a good one. Help help raise a, a, a awareness about mental health and be a part of changing the narrative and talk to people, for crying out loud. That's a big thing. I know. And there's a new, I think what is, I don't want to give out the wrong information about the mental health hotline. I'll check that out now. But that recently came into being, recent meaning it's not something that's been around a long time, 911, but the mental health hotline in Missouri is 988. 988. It gets oh. you the suicide and crisis lifeline. Okay. Just a, a couple of others I think that are worth meeting or, or mentioning. A National Fettuccine Alfredo Day. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to Fettuccine Alfredo. There you go. I do. It's one of my favorites. Uh, National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Okay. I think of Jackie Joyner Kersey. Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. When you mention that. Yeah. Uh, From East St. Louis. National Ballet Day. How's your big toe? Uh, it hurts from standing on trying to stand on it. <laughs> I never could. I don't understand how they do it. And I've seen ballet shoes. Have you seen them? And they're kind of kind of mm-hmm. stiff, but no way are they holding me up on my toe. I saw some girl do that barefoot. If I see. I was like, seriously? I don't get it. I don't know how they do it. I don't either. Yeah. Well, let's see. Rose Day. It's National Rose Day. Give somebody a rose, okay? They should have that one on February 14th. Uh, I was thinking the same thing. Or maybe it's give it now because you have money from your paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's Just a rose and not anymore. That's it. <laughs> Don't go there. Yeah. Go down to the quick shop and yeah, get a rose. That's it. You can get them. They're in a bucket right by the yeah, door. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Wave your fingers at your neighbor day. Fingers, I said. Wave your fingers. Yes, wave your fingers. Oh, wave. Yeah, wave your fingers at your neighbor. Okay. How many neighbors? I live in a neighborhood, Mm -hmm. and we've had a turnover like you can't believe. And I've always, I sit on our porch where Maplewood is a big porch area, Mm -hmm. and I I wave at people, and I talk to them, and I know they think, who is that old man sitting up on the porch? Oh, I wave to people all the time. (laughs) Do you? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Shows them you're friendly. I'm a big, Yeah. We're all in this together, for crying out loud. You're out in the country, uh-huh. like outstate Missouri right. or outstate Kansas or uh-huh. any other community uh-huh. like that, right. in a rural community, and you're right. driving down the highway, you see somebody's hand on the wheel, and then all uh-huh. of a sudden they'll flip up to say right. hi. Hey, what's happening? Hey. Yeah, as you drive by, you're right, yeah. Yep. National send a card 
to a friend day. That's February 14th. No, this is to a friend. Oh, not, okay. not a. Not well, it could a, be a friend that you want somebody to become more I of think friend. Hallmark has got this whole thing going the whole month. They, they do. I they think get, there's every day that's. <laughs> it's a, write a card to your best friend. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> then the next, write a card to a friend you haven't talked to today. That's right, from Hallmark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's all the cards are now fifteen dollars. I know it. All right, uh, and the last one is Global School Play Day. Today is the day to let children run around as much as they want and just have fun. Uh, it's probably a good thing for kids to do. It is a good thing. I think getting so. that energy, uh-huh. and as uh, you will admit, when I talk about this, we used to, as I'm sure you did, we'd mm-hmm. go out and play until it got dark. Right. Or until it was time to eat, we didn't. Of course, we didn't have any electronics like the group today has. And uh-huh. you know, I remember them when that came out. But yeah. we'd ride bikes. We'd, you know, play war. We'd play kickball. We'd play softball. We'd play all kinds of games. Yeah. And how did you get home? How, what time did you have to come home at night? When it was dark, was or it? when it was time to eat, or the streetlights go on? Oh, okay. That's in our neighborhood. It was when the streetlights come on, you better be home. Okay. And we they, didn't have streetlights on. Yeah. There. And they got mad because as the as the summer got longer, the days got longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the streetlight come on at 10 o'clock. I, I know. I said, what? I didn't come home until the street. And then I get, usually get another 15, 20, 30 minutes after the streetlight goes on. Yeah. I was way down the street. I had to come home. Yeah, I, I'm a tire, I had a flat tire on my uh, bike. I didn't see it. Yeah, we were in Billy's house. I had to I, walk it rather than I noticed ride it. it when I came home. I was like, oh, <laughs> go cut a switch. <laughs> 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 no, that's not true. Ooh. I know. So those are those are some of the. There's more, but there's just too many to mention. Yeah, there's just way too many. I know. Yeah, there's just way too many to mention. But there is National Bagel and Locks Day coming up. Ooh, when's that? That's the ninth of February. I love bagels and locks. I yeah, don't, good I don't, stuff. Yeah, we used to get those a lot when we grew up. Did you? Yeah, they were big. I'll be darned. And do you cut your bagels this way or slice them this uh, way? People I, say the St. Louis way is this way. Is that right? I've Up never and down. Heard of that. No, I do it straight yeah, through, so it's like a sandwich. Although they're caloric, so I might try to think about this way. I might try that. I yeah. didn't. That's news to me. Yeah. Was, you learn was, something new on this show all the time. All the time. That's that's yeah. why it's important to listen to this. Show. Matter of fact, I finally did realize that that people are prisoners of their phones. That's why they're called cell phones. And you will receive some parting gifts from us. Thank you so very much. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You have more? Good judgment comes from experience. And experience, well, that comes from poor judgment. <laughs> oh. Question. If someone from the 1950s suddenly appeared today, what would be the most difficult thing to explain to them about life today? Mm. The answer is... I possess a device in my pocket that's capable of accessing the entirety of information known to man. Mm -hmm. I use it to look at pictures of cats and get into arguments with strangers. It's true. (laughs) There's a lot of truth to that. I try the Japanese method of decluttering, where you hold every object that you own, and if it does not bring you joy, you throw it away. Now, this was written by a woman. Mm -hmm. So far, I've thrown out all of the vegetables, my bra, the electric bill, the scale, a mirror, and my treadmill. Foul. That's a foul. <laughs> well, there's two types of people going back to school. Uh-huh. Well, this is kids when they go back to school. Mm-hmm. One who holds up a sign, it's my first day of kindergarten. <laughs> and then the one next to him, 
holds a sign, I hate school, and I refuse to hold a sign unless it said, I hate school. Well, you never see that. That would be something. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Two reasons. I don't trust people. Uh-huh. One, I don't know them. And two, I know them. <laughs> and I hate people who can't let go of the past. Mm. And debt collectors, they're just the worst. Oh, yes, they are. <laughs> There's people that say visualized world peace and then mm. visualize world peace and that one. Here's a sign that said, forget world peace, visualize using your turn signal. I like that one. <laughs> or if you're in the passing lane, move over. <laughs> yeah. And I know I've said this one in the past, but it's the Magnus Chord Organ Big Book of Easy Funeral Hits. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and it's just, it's simple one-finger grief chord chart. Hmm. And some of the songs, Grandma Had Secrets. Who gets what? I just knew I'd see you here. <laughs> this changes nothing. Oh, no. Or the song, Nice Tears, Baby. Mm. Or then there's a song, Did He Always Have That There? <laughs> and the ultimate, Shut Up and Mourn. What a show. <laughs> I can't even imagine the self-control required to work at a bubble wrap factory. <laughs> Being a woman must be very hard. You always want to buy something, kill someone, lose weight, and eat something sweet. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm going to close with this one. All right. When I see lovers' names carved in a tree, uh-huh. I don't think it's sweet. I just think it's surprising because how many people bring a knife on a date? Hands on those buzzers, please, but please don't pop those buttons until an answer is exposed. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I found another one that I really have to end with. Okay. All right. An old lady offers the bus driver some peanuts, so the driver happily munches them, and every five minutes she gives him another handful, mm. more peanuts. He says, why don't you eat them yourself? She says, I can't chew. Look, I have no teeth. <laughs> then why do you buy them? Oh, I just love the chocolates around them. <laughs> oh, 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 no. No, 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 no. Folks, just, just gum that chocolate off of there. That's okay. all for this hour. Thanks for listening. That's if you've now. enjoyed this episode, you can listen to additional shows at stlintune.com. Consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or your preferred podcast platform because we're on all of them. Your feedback helps us reach more listeners and continue to grow. Thanks to Bob Berthasel for our theme music co-host, Mark Langston. And we thank you for being a part of our community of curious minds. St. Louis In Tune is a production of Motif Media Group and the U.S. Radio Network. Remember to keep seeking, keep learning, walk worthy, and let your light shine. For St. Louis in Tune, I'm Arnold Stricker.